take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Welcome to Shop Talk with Raquel Porter. And today we're going to talk about overheads, those other expenses that are not related directly to a gig, to a customer that is buying our uh, decoration or our services. And some people find this topic very confusing. Raquel, you've been helping people with this topic for years now. Hello, Raquel. How are you? Hey, Zivi. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, overhead is one of those things where people really don't have a good understanding of what it is. They understand that they are the expenses in a business that are necessary, but really don't have a, a good clean grasp on them like they do the, the direct costs, the labor costs of creating decor and the materials that go into it. So I wanted to spend some time today talking a little bit about overhead and mostly on how to reduce overhead. And this is especially important these days. We are recording this in the midst of this craziness, COVID-19. And even though no matter when you're hearing this, overhead is something you need to understand. And reducing the overhead means you will make more money at the end of the day. But still these days, it's just super critical for the survival of your family and your business. So let's go right ahead. Give us the golden nuggets. So the first one I want to talk about is to take a very sober look at your unnecessary expenses. So when this pandemic hit back in, well, for me, it was about late February. And then we had the shutdown in early March. And I realized this was going to last for a while. The first thing I did is I went through all of my business expenses. And one, I'll, I'll give you one example. I took a look at my telecommunications bill, right? The bill I get every month for my internet connections and my landline. And I went onto the website and I saw they had a, a new client offer for $50. And I was paying like $119 a month. Wow. So I picked up the phone. I called them up and said, I want to pay $50. And they said, I'm sorry, that's only for new customers. So I went back and forth with them. And I said, okay, fine, then cut my service. I'll go to the competitor for three months. And then I'll come back and be a new customer. So he sent me over to the customer retention department. And after talking with her for about 10, 15 minutes, I was able to reduce my $119 a month bill down to $58 a month. And I asked her to freeze that cost for two years. So for 20 minutes of my time, I saved about, I don't know, $50, $60. But that was just one of my bills. So I got hardcore there. And then I called up my, my actually, I called up my homeowner's insurance and my car insurance. They're with the same company. I negotiated those down and saved another three or $400 a year. I took a look at my business insurance. I looked at everything and I was able to save about a thousand dollars or more than a thousand dollars a year. It's almost $2,000 a year in a matter of about two hours of my time. So wow. is that going to save my business? No, but it is improving my cash flow by $150, $200 a month. So every little bit counts. And this is uh, especially important when you are not aware of what are the subscriptions that you have or what are the expenses that you have that are, are recurring to some degree, because it happens where 
it's overwhelming. There's so much information, but this is the time to actually take a big breath and open up a spreadsheet and document those expenses if you're not doing it yet and look for something there that can be cut out. Right, cut out or reduced. One of the other things I took a look at also was my internet speed. I used to pay for a lot faster internet speeds because of my the makeup of my household, but that has all changed. So I was able to reduce my internet speed also, which lowers my costs. And your cell phone plan is another one too. Do, right now during a pandemic, do you really need unlimited data? Can you go with a fixed data plan and save yourself some money? So, and these are temporary changes, right? They don't have to be permanent changes. It's over the course of the last several years, 10 years, we have been, as prices go up, our revenues have been so high and our profits have been so high that we don't think twice about it. We might look at it and go, oh my gosh, my insurance bill went up again. Oh, well, and you just pay it and you just keep going on. So I think it's important to take a look at our expenses every year anyway, but this certainly has highlighted that necessity. And the other type of expenses that can be minimized, uh, like would you also minimize expenses on the more expensive balloons? Like would you take a break on chrome balloons or something of that sort? Well, so you're, now you're talking about your direct costs. Oh, right. Right. So, <laughs> but no, you bring up a good point because at the end of the day, the customer doesn't care about these things. They care about the result, right? So if you can deliver the results of beautiful balloon decor that's going to perform well for their event, they don't care if you're using Qualitex or Batalic or Gemmar or Anagram or balloons from Amazon that came from China. They really don't care, right? We care because we're in our shops inflating balloons and watching them pop. And every time a balloon pops, we're watching our profit go down. And some of the balloons out there make my fingers bleed. I don't know what it is about their chemical makeup, but they make my hands hurt. So I end up using the better quality balloons that are more expensive because of me, not because it's better for the customer necessarily. So in that situation, yes, I would say Leave yourself open to exploring. For example, the price difference between a Qualitex, a Vitalik, and a Gemar is huge. So that could be an opportunity for you to save money. But you have to be happy with how each of those different balloons perform also. So moving back to overheads, like right now there are no balloon conventions and some people spend on a balloon convention a thousand bucks. Some people fly abroad from outside of the US and then it's, it's more like 2000 bucks. Now that I'm not spending this money, can I spend this money on, on other educational things? Absolutely. I know my annual budget for education is around $3,000, which obviously includes the travel, the hotel, and the actual cost of, the, of whatever the training is. I think one of the things that I've been very happy with is the adaptation of using video for education. And I know you, Zivi, have invested a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of expense on your part, frankly, to provide more education for the users, for your members. And I think, I know that 
I just got done talking about eliminating unnecessary expenses. And obviously memberships are one of them looking at, do I really need my Costco membership anymore? That's, you know, $120 a year. Am I getting enough value out of that? And my memberships also, I know when I bought my membership for Balloon Artist College, you know, I was making a ton of money. I went and bought two years worth. So I don't have to make that decision because it's already been paid for. But I am looking at, am I using my membership fully? So another example in, in controlling costs on the direct cost side is not having such a broad base of inventory. So when a customer calls and they want a themed party, usually the first thing we'll do is go look at the foil balloons and fill out the theme that way. But if you instead, if you invest your time, take that $50 a month and learn how to do the different balloon figures that like Matt Falloon teaches or um, any of your amazing instructors teach, then I don't have to carry the foil balloons and get stuck with that inventory. I can just learn how to make the characters myself. And I've now expanded the available colors to any balloon color. I don't, I'm not stuck with just the colors that the foils are made in. And that adds a lot more value to your customer you are adding value to yourself. You're educating and increasing your own uh, skill level, which I think is critical. And we have time, at least the first two months of this pandemic, all we had was time. Instead of you know wallowing in, oh no, what am I going to do? That was a perfect time to be investing in how to do new things and how to create new things. I love it how you say, continue to pay for a subscription only if you're getting value out of it. Obviously, if you're not getting any value, and that's just the right thing to do to stop paying for a subscription. And uh, some people have multiple subscriptions. There's all sorts of online schools. There's Balloon Artist College, Kids Entertainer Academy, and, and many others. Personally, I see value as in the broad sense of it, meaning sometimes I support, like for example, over Patreon or even over an online school, I support them and continue to pay the subscription, even when, if I'm not using it as often, because I choose to be that type of a person. I choose to allow myself to do that. And of course, this is also a financial question. Can you allow yourself to be generous? You cannot allow yourself to be generous if you're struggling for your day-to-day needs. So safety first and your family's needs are first. But if you decide that you can allow, for example, the 20 bucks for a Patreon or for some sort of a subscription, even the 50 bucks for a subscription, if that means that you will know that you are one of these persons that support that institute, that sometimes gives you so much pleasure and so much hope. You bring up an excellent point on value. So value with me, I'm I'm the same way too. Value does not necessarily only mean I'm going to pay my light bill because I need light or I'm going to buy food because I need food. Value can also be the intangibles, the things that make you feel good, the things that make you feel like you are a a contributing member of the human race. There are nonprofit organizations that I am still contributing money to because I want them to survive. Because I have trimmed my unnecessary overhead, the overhead that I don't care if I continue with it, it allows me to be generous. I mean, I, I have helped people during this time, maybe not a lot of money, not as much as I would want to, but I am in a position where I can be generous to other people because that makes, well, not only because it makes me feel good, because, but it's necessary. I mean, as 
we need to be kind toward each other. We need to be, I think, generous toward each other too. And when we are very aware of every dollar going out, it allows us to pick and choose where that money goes. So I'm glad, I'm really glad you brought up the value thing. It's not only about living as absolutely cheaply as possible because I'm one of the most frugal people I know, but it allows me to be generous where I choose to be generous. Sweet. One of the other areas that I want people to consider that you can save money on, for example, is bookkeeping. Okay, I know having taught business for several years now in our industry, I know there's a lot of people that are passionate about doing the balloon work, but when it comes to the business side, it's like they have a very strong aversion to it. And bookkeeping simply means keeping track of your expenses, keeping track of your revenue, you know, making sure things are getting paid and whatnot. And it's not that difficult. It's like anything else. You can learn it. And if you're spending two, three, four hundred dollars a month on a bookkeeper and you have the time, that is something perhaps you should consider learning. It's like your website. It's not, if you've got a WordPress website, Balloon Artist College has resources on how to get into the back end and do some of your own. You can add your own things in there. You can play around with your SEO and your keywords and see how that affects how you rank in there and see if you're starting to get new calls. And if you have a shop, if you're not working out of your home, maybe you can start cleaning your own shop if you've been hiring a janitor or someone to clean. Or if you have a personal assistant and maybe it's time to just bring everything in-house temporarily, unless you're getting that value. So for me personally, if I had a, for example... I don't have a, a PA right now, but it would be a kick in the butt for me knowing I'm having to pay out several hundred dollars a month. It would light a fire under me to make sure I'm getting the revenue in to be able to afford that person. So that could be another way to look at some of these expenses is, is it driving you to go out and hustle the money or are you in an emotional place where you just can't deal with things right now? So I'm just trying to be sensitive to that too. Cause I went through a period of about three weeks where I couldn't do anything. I was so devastated with this whole thing, not because of the lost revenue, but because I couldn't be with my husband anymore. I couldn't visit him anymore. And that was really hard on me. So there is no right answer. It's, it's each person is going to have their, what's going to be right for them. And hopefully this will give you some different ways to take a look at it. Yeah, we're not saying that this is a checklist that you need to go over it and do everything in the list. This is just a, a brainstorming session where we, we share with you a lot of options and ideas. So once you like look at things like how to eliminate unnecessary expenses, what other things you can do to like in regards to overhead? Another one that you can do, my balloon van needed a new transmission last summer and the bill ended up being well into the five figures. And I had the cash in the bank. I didn't want to drain my operating cash down to nothing because that's not a good business move. So I called up my credit card company, which I use credit cards all the time, but I pay them off fully every month. It's really important for me not to have to pay that interest. So I called them up and I said, I've got this huge expense. I don't want to pay 20% interest. What can you do for me? And they said that they could lower the interest down to 14% for six months. And if I didn't have the transmission paid off in the six months, I could just pick up the phone, call them back, and they would lower it again. But I had to call every six months. Well, fortunately, I was able to pay it off in two months anyway, so it wasn't an issue. 
But the point here is if you have credit card debt and you have a high rate, pick up the phone and ask them to lower the rate down. They would rather lower the rate and make sure you continue paying your debt than to have you default on the debt. And we know that interest rates, they can cause you to really draw out the repayment schedule on there. So that's an easy way to save money. And it is a big amount of money. This is a big chunk of money. So guys, be careful with your debt and be mindful that you can negotiate this. So another one that I took a look at at the beginning of the pandemic was I'm sitting here at home and I've got this van that I, I pay four figures a year to insure because it's fully insured and it's not going anywhere. So that was another one that I could reduce. I could put just a change it from full coverage to liability only if it's just sitting in my driveway. So even if it's only for two months, you can save money that way too. But once you start driving your vehicles, you want to make sure that you call your agent and get the full insurance on it also. Nice. That's a very good idea to check if there's any options to reduce the insurance. I was actually just in the point of time that I needed to renew my third party insurance. That's how we call it in Israel. When remind me the name, well, like the, to make sure that if someone is injured while you're operating your business, that you have coverage for that. What was your insurance again? Like third party, where if if you do an installation and someone, I don't know, your ladder fell on someone, then if he's oh, your liability, yeah, liability, liability. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So I was in the point of time during the pandemic where I my liability insurance expired, and the insurance guy actually was quite mindful. He called me and said, look, there's no point in renewing it right now. I know that you're not going to need it. So when do you want me to call you back in two months or one month or whatnot? So yeah, this is something that I was just, I got lucky in terms of the dates. That was an example of excellent customer service from your agent's part. He didn't have to do that, but because he did, I'm sure you're going to be that much more loyal to him too. I mean, you have that appreciation. So that's good. That was something we need to practice more, I think, in our industry. Yes. In any business, if you want to give the best service possible. Think about the needs of your customers. Any other tips about the overhead? I'd like to touch a little bit back on the education piece again. So one of the terms that I've been using a lot lately is high revenue covers a multitude of sins. When we are making a lot of money, we are not careful with not only our expenses, but we tend to get a little slack on our continuing education. And I think that education, especially in a creative industry like this, I think continuing education is very important. There are a lot of new people coming into the industry and we need to stay in the forefront. We need to keep up with the innovations. We need to keep up with the better techniques and we need to become more efficient. And that was one thing that really impressed me about Balloon Artist College. It wasn't just a learning platform to learn twisting and entertaining. It was a lot more than that. I, frankly, Zivi, was quite impressed with how much you have in on the business side. Business education in our industry is getting better. People are starting to understand that you can be the absolute best balloon artist out there 
But if you don't know how to run a business, you're just a hobbyist. And the only reason you're making it is because you've got a lot of volume of work. And once that volume goes down, you know, you're not making ends meet. And I've seen a number of my colleagues around the world who are excellent artists. Business is not their strength. And there were moments of panic. So I think it's important to know to invest in your education. And um, one of the things that I've been very impressed with you is your responsiveness on continuous improvement on the website. The things that you've done on the search function have been incredible. I'm able to find what I'm looking for a lot easier. Thank you. First of all, it's very important for us to work with influential people that are very generous and contribute to the educational journey of, of people in this industry. And so we work with very talented people in, and this is not a one pony trick type of a deal. This is in Balloon Artist College, there's over 30 contributors to the content uh, that are constantly finding more ways to serve the students. And this is something that has been clear for us that right now, more than ever, the, the webinars needs to be available for free for everyone and easy to find on, on the site and on the Balloon Artist. But more than that, I want to say that it is important to listen to your customers' feedback. And that is something we constantly do, find ways to make it easier and fun and clear. And yeah, thank you so much for noticing that. So we are going to wrap up. We have a lot of other of these topics. We'll do these shop talks every week in Balloon Artist Podcast in this season. I want to thank you, Raquel Porter, for sharing with us some ideas on reducing overheads in a way that will keep you more profits. And please know, like guys, this is not just theoretical. There are businesses out there that make way, way more than what you do, but because they didn't mind the profitability, they didn't look at that. They actually had to close down and stop operating because... Profits are important. If you don't have any profits and you're losing money, eventually you will close down. So being aware of how much profits you have and you keep, especially these days, or if you are making no money at all, you need to control your overheads. If you're making a little bit of money here and there with yard decor or with whatnot deliveries, then even so. And if you are listening to this and things are opening up and you have a balloon decor gig here or there, or maybe twisting it, whatever it is, then yes, you still need to monitor and track and minimize your overheads. So we hope that you uh, pick up something in here. And thank you, Raquel. Thank you for having me, Sidi.